Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live with the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, uh, less than a week from now, we've got, ooh, look at that, we got a hype train going on. Uh, less than a week from now, uh, over on here on the Twitch, uh, we will... Uh, next Tuesday is a big turning point in this country on this planet earth. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, it could be a heavy time for a lot of people. Anxieties might be running high. Mm -hmm. So we've decided to indulge those anxieties and, uh, and all get together as friendos, uh, to celebrate, uh, election night. So we're going to be playing some video games, we're going to be uh, uh, bringing it. We're going to have some election results coming in. Yeah, uh, it's all it's all fun and games. We're going to try to keep it lighthearted. Yes. Uh, either celebrate with us, drown in misery with us, but you'll be with us uh, exactly. to get through it together. And uh, and so we're going to be playing some video games. We're going to be hanging out live streaming. Uh, but in order to keep it uh, a positive environment in our Twitch chat, we will be changing switching our live chat over to uh follow for a day only so a day or longer like yeah a day or long yeah a day or longer not you know we don't want you know we don't want any any troublemakers coming in our chat and causing issues with people so we're still gonna have mods it's just gonna make it yeah they're doing it this way uh so by all means go follow us at the twitch if you want to hang out with us on election night if you want to shoot the shit if you will uh and you want to participate in the group chat uh, have some fun, throw some jokes out there. But again, uh, as it, as as when it comes to anything that we do, we just ask one thing: just be cool. Just be cool. Just, just that's be all. Cool. That's all. We're gonna try to be cool. Y'all just be cool. Uh, and uh, and yeah, 
so yeah, go follow us on the Twitch if you want to want to hang out with us on election night. It should be uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. So, oh, you're committed to it 100%. Now you're into it. Oh yeah, you well that's still fence. that's kind of still a game uh, time. The decision. way you're talking there, you're you're all in. Stop stop with the ruse. I'm uh, I'm I'm making sure I'm doing my due diligence just in case. I'm preparing just in case I do decide to go through the election stream. Uh, but you guys will find out that one that night. Uh, anyways, uh, AEW Dynamite last night. Oh, man, uh, fun show. More matches set up for full gear. Yeah. We have finally, because I'm using it for the thumbnail, uh, Jericho versus MJF at full gear. If MJF wins, he gets to join the inner circle. Uh, but there is one small catch next week, uh, Ortiz and Sammy Guevara, two people who are completely opposed to MJF joining said inner circle mm-hmm. will be taking on MJF and Warlow to soften them up, uh, to maybe swing, uh, things their way. Mm-hmm. I thought the town hall was a little long, but I thought it was pretty, inter- pretty damn entertaining. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't really have a whole lot of quibbles about dynamite. Last night, I thought from top to bottom, it was a really solid show. They did something different with a match we'd seen before, Orange Cassidy versus Cody. Uh, usually, I'm not a fan of Lumberjack matches. This one was pretty fun. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad they just didn't copy-paste their uh, their previous yeah. match. Um, and I do appreciate that uh, it's a completely different title scene. Like, if, if the TNT title was branded a tad more generically. Uh, I mean, this, this title really is on par with their world title. It's, I mean, to be honest with you, it's kind of a more interesting title scene. Anyways, they treat the world title like it's a bigger deal simply by virtue of it, main eventing things. But by far, I think the more entertaining title scene, I really loved how that match finished up. Um, I don't know if they're going to change the card uh, to give Orange Cassidy, given what happened this week, if he's going to remain in that title scene or if this is it for him, uh, I'd love to see him inserted into that match with Cody and Darby Allen. I think he deserves it. Well, uh, you got Brody Lee looming in the shadows, if you will, because I'm sure John Silver's involvement in that match tonight was because Brody Lee wants to destroy Cody to get that belt back. Yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. There's a I, the thing that I really like about that title scene is that there are a lot of stories crossing over. There's a lot of parties involved in it, and you really don't know what's gonna you know what's gonna come out of it in the end. If it's a straight up one on one match with Cody and Darby Allen, I suspect Darby Allen might actually be the person to take that title off Cody. They're at least setting it up to be a chaotic enough affair. That if you get Best Friends and Orange Cassidy involved at full gear with that, if you get, uh, 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 you know, you got the whole Nightmare family, you got the Dark Order, you know, anything can happen. Anything so can Asian happen. So Asian Mur brings up, and I forgot to note this while watching the show, but I remember them saying that Orange is facing John Silver in the buy-in. Ah, ah, okay. All right. I'm glad that John Silver has made such a, a an impression on the fans and management enough to, to get something like that, a match like that. So that's cool, right? Yep. That's yep. cool. So I guess that match is going to be a straight up one-on-one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in both the tournament uh, matches last night, page versus Wardlow, And then of course, Kenny versus Penta spectacular. Oh yeah. Really, yeah, really good, really good stuff. 
Yeah. Um, Kenny Kenny's character work is a lot of fun. Oh man. Yeah. He's 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 not quite full cleaner, but he's getting there. I, I do like, I mean, you had mentioned that sort of he's doing like a meta cleaner thing where he's sort of taunting the people who want him to be the cleaner, but by being kind of a souped up version of the cleaner, like the cleaner was like your cool, calm sort of assassin guy. Well, he's basically uh, the movie Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is sort of a different, a bit more obnoxious version of that. Um and uh, and I think it works really really well. I think I mean the only yeah I, there wasn't there wasn't anything that that really stood out to me is I mean the only thing that really stood out to me, and it's like we got a really good match so it doesn't I guess it doesn't matter but like you know they had a, a they had a women's championship match that wasn't their championship. Yeah. Uh, it was and it was a fun match. I really enjoyed the match between Serena yeah. Deeb and Layla Hirsch. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it was a showcase match for two people who I know Serena Deeb is signed with AEW, mm-hmm. uh, but you know it's interesting that of late the NWA Women's Championship is has probably maybe gotten more shine on AEW than AEW's Women's Championship. Oh, it has. There's no probably or maybe about it. It has. They need to get. I'm I'm hoping that at full gear, things sort of get back on track with their women's division. Um, it's just it's not. It, it they they really don't give it much attention at all. I mean, Sheeta got an interview tonight to confirm that she's got a match with uh, Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's I mean that's 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 my only complaint. I mean, you know, we got I don't know what at least two just absolutely fantastic matches last night on NXT. So I get my fill of women's wrestling just in another place. Um, if AEW wants to compete on that level. Than they could. They've got really great talent there. They got to step uh, up their game, though. They do need it. They need it. They need to carve out dedicated time to that division if they want to get there. And come up with uh, stories and decent creative that motivates matches. Yeah, exactly. Because um, they're they're able to do that with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has that. Uh, it kicked off with an MJF interview uh, where he's asked by Dasha. Uh, so what's gonna what would happen <clears throat> if Wardlow wins and becomes AEW champion? And MJF says, "Whoa." Well, if he becomes world champion, I become world champion because he works for me. His property becomes my property. Wardlow just sort of looks at him and says, yeah, you got it. And then like does the most obvious conspicuous eye roll as soon as MJF looks away. (laughs) So that was fun. I even love, I really like that they're using this kind of stuff to give Wardlow added dimensions. I mean, that's the thing about AEW they do really well, Arson, is they, they're able to add these layers to people who maybe in other organizations would be one dimensional. And here's the thing, too, is they more often than not do it in fairly efficient ways. This isn't Wardlow going, yeah, then going and have another promo talking crap about MJF behind his back. It takes one kind of, okay, yeah, in an eye roll to get across everything he really needs to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, after that, Sammy walks in. He goes up to MJF says, I'm not your buddy. I'm going to make sure you never join Inner Circle. Wardlow steps up to him. MJF's like, no, no, that's fine. Go get ready for your match. And uh, MJF says, I'm going to give you some advice. So your, your uh, beatdown of Matt Hardy was pretty good last week. Your promo, don't. Yeah. As in, don't talk. Yeah, your promo's uh, terrible, yeah. And then uh, Sammy's, you know, kind of gets upset. And MJF's like, whoa, the guy who looks like he sells Adderall to high schoolers is going <laughs> to get That's a good line. That's that a really good. good line, yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, towards the end of it, Sammy says, I'm thinking about all sorts of things. And Did you get a, a commercial? 
in the middle I of this. sure did. I got five seconds of a drug commercial, I think it was. Yeah, uh, so I don't know what it was. And then MJF <laughs> backs off, and then he goes with Wardlow down the ring for his tourney match. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah, obviously you didn't watch it live. Um, no. Yeah, I just watched it on my DVR. Same. I got like that little ad, so I don't really know what happened. But uh, anyways, uh, Wardlow uh, makes his way down to the ring for his match against uh, Hangman Page. Uh, this is a really fun match. Kind of figures, uh, you know, it's Hangman trying to chip away at uh, at Wardlow's size and power. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Wardlow, there was a great spot. Wardlow spears Hangman through a barricade. Yeah, that was I mean, good. It's just, I mean, for the, you know, 10 minutes, it's just like power move, power move, power move on Hangman. Gets like a gut wrench for two. Goes for a choke slam up top, and uh, and as he is straying away from his game plan, and he's doing this up thumbs up thumbs down stuff, Hangman, uh, comparatively a veteran, uh, is able to get the armbar on, draping over the rope. Uh, at that point, Wardlow is kind of hurt. Uh, he starts selling the arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts to panic. Goes for a sen- a high risk maneuver, a senton from the top, misses that. Uh, Hangman clotheslines him to the outside. Get some moonsault onto the floor. Uh, goes for a buckshot lariat. Wardlow counters with a wrist lock lariat. He hits an F10, but Hangman rolls right out of the ring. Uh, up top, Wardlow sets up for a choke slam, like a big, you know, the top rope. Well, I think slam he's going to go like for an F10 off the top, is what it looks like. Oh, is that what he's going for? I thought, yeah, well, I I, so. he was going to do that, but then he did this to his throat. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Hangman sort of countered with like a fallaway slam from the top. That was great. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, and then uh, this was great. He had to do two buckshot lariats. The first one got him down to one knee and a second one for three. So they really sold Wardlow's size and power. Yeah, they did a really good job of selling, of, of establishing Wardlow. That even though he got beat, it wasn't like he's it's not an embarrassing defeat for Wardlow. Yeah, yeah it was clean. Um, but yeah, he had to, he really, you know, Hangman really had to get everything to work he for had. It. Yeah. Uh, like Paige as, as a singles wrestler, he's so dang good now. He's got so much urgency to his in ring work. I know. I know. And this was especially the 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 two buckshots he hit, he hit the win. Yeah. Those were stiff. I you know. heard? No, I you know. heard. You heard meat slapping meat on those, man. They replayed. They they replayed the second one like four times, and it yeah, it, it was a great looking. Yeah, it looked really yeah. good. Yeah, he, he just just to advance the story of him having to turn it up a bit to beat Wardlow. Uh, you know, he lays in those buckshots pretty stiff. It's mm. really effective. Great stuff. Uh, Page cracks open a beer after the bout. Has a drink or two. Uh, we go to a Mox video package. He talks about defending the AEW title with everything he has to make it number one prize in the sport. Number one. He says it's all been business so far, but at full gear, it's personal. He says he's going to weaponize that AEW title. There's no room for this Eddie Kingston and Mox's <laughs> AEW. He said AEW is a place for those who do the work. They get the opportunities. Uh, Eddie's got no one else to blame. He'll have to say the words I quit. He's Mox says, I'm gonna do what I've done. Everybody else who's run their mouth around here, I crush windpipes and I crush egos. Hey, Eddie, protect your neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, uh, when Mox keeps had... it short and he has a point, he could be good. Yeah, it, it's half the time he gets. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of hot and cold on him. Sometimes he, he totally. grabs me, and this time I was like, All right, I don't know. When I look around, I see a study. Okay, he's working out. Yeah, I just put the camera over there, and then he rants for a little while. This seemed more focused than some of his previous rants. Like half the time when he's out in the desert, you can just tell he's wandering around <laughs> shooting a bunch of stuff and they cut it together, you know? Yeah, yeah. This actually uh, seemed like he sat down, like, all right, but say this, 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 this. There was like an approach, a plan, mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. He, a message he was trying to get across. And I thought he did it all right. Uh, so after that, we had Eddie Kingston versus Matt Seidel. 
uh, Eddie Kingston came out. He was all wet on the front of his T-shirt for some reason. He doesn't have long. He doesn't have any hair, so I don't know why he's pouring a bunch of water on him. He's back there doing those resistance bands. Oh, you think it was sweat? Maybe. I'll also be. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe sometimes I just I didn't see any vascularity. <laughs> I'll tell uh, you, man. Anyways, so wet Eddie Kingston comes out, uh, drops a promo, tells the camera, he shoots a cameraman out of the ring. That was uh, great. Says, uh, since the world champion, you don't belong in here. This isn't your, you, you haven't trained. <laughs> yeah, this is my world. Get out of here. He's not really quite adept at what wrestling on TV, national TV is all about. Got to have the cameraman in the ring with you. Uh, anyways, he says, since the world champion isn't there, he's going to take on the guy who tried to steal his thunder in the casino battle royal, the Joker, Seidel, Matt Seidel. He says, remember, I was never eliminated. Hi, Lance. <laughs> And then you see Archer and Jake Roberts up there in the crowd. That was, that was great. great. Uh, so, anyways, we get that match. Uh, you know, Kingston's trying to bully and brawl and strike with Seidel. Uh, Seidel's trying to chip away at him with his uh, crazy cool moves and athleticism and stuff. Uh, in the end, Seidel hit a really cool Meteora for two, a crucifix pin for two. Uh, and then at that point, Kingston came alive, just hits a bunch of strong style strikes. Uh, and then uh, Kingston chokes out Seidel the same way Mox does. Uh, yeah, the bulldog choke, yeah. Yeah, and he won't let go even after he passes out. And then uh, uh, the bunny comes in, gives sort of puts the mic to him and says, uh, he says, say I quit, Mox! And then he just sort of lets him go. And uh, Seidel says, I quit, and yeah, lets him go. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. he says, Mox, I'm sorry. Yeah. I love Eddie's uh, spitting back fist. It's so good. Yeah, it's good. And considering he's got his back to his opponent and actually has a good amount of force behind it, it's impressive. At least the two times I've seen him do it, both times it connects like right at the neck area. Yeah, it's a move that always free. Ever since I've seen Asuka like concuss Bailey like twice with it, freaks me out. Yeah. After that, we had an FTR Young Bucks interview. Uh, so first, Matt Jackson's asked about his injury status. Excalibur says uh, he's got a sprained ankle and something else. Uh, Matt says he's fine. You think a baby injury would keep me from this dream match? No. Uh, Excalibur, all like Nick is mumbling stuff under his breath, kind of to kind of counter whatever Matt is saying. Yeah, Matt um, talks a lot in this, and uh, and Nick just yeah, like you said, he just sort of mumbles, mumbles his way through some some things under his breath, kind of. Uh, and then FTR is asked, why would they jeopardize this dream match? Uh, Dak says, I'm not afraid of any backlash. This is a dream match. But I'm not worried about dream matches. I'm worried about being champions. Whoever wins at full gear cements their legacy as the best tag team in the world. Um, and then, again, uh, Young Bucks are asked about their changed attitude of late. Matt says he and Nick think of themselves as good people, but sometimes good people do bad things. They're not proud of what's gone down, but they don't regret it because they've been missing an edge. And the moment uh, FTR started messing with their livelihoods and their friends, their killer instinct came back. And Cash kind of pipes in and says, all right, that's enough for you guys. You're going to ask the champ, champs what we have to say? And then they just storm out. They leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nick asked, uh, or says they have more to lose. Uh, and then he says, because Matt thought of this crazy stipulation. And Matt says, you know, we've always been on ourselves. We taught ourselves how to, how to wrestle. Uh, uh, you know, we were self-made men, essentially, is what he said. Uh, and he says, uh, because of that, at full gear, they're putting it all on the line, not their careers, just a future opportunity at the tag titles. So if they don't win, they'll never challenge for the tag titles again. So it's pretty much what Cody did against Jericho. Yeah. 
However, oh, this man. way, I feel like it's going to go the other way. Young Bucks are going to win this. Yeah, because you can't do that with Bo. I mean, because yeah, I mean that was the first thing I thought of was, well, this isn't that out of the out of line because Cody just did it. I mean, not just did it. It was like about a year, a year ago, ago. Or whatever. Yeah, but uh, it's still it's 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 pretty fresh. Um, yeah. So it would been something else if they had actually said, you know, if 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 we can't beat FTR, we have no business being in this business. And if we, we can't win, I mean, that's telegraph in the finish, but still. Well, I mean, the thing is, the thing that I like about it, the thing that I don't like about it is that it is too reminiscent of the Cody thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. What I do like about it is that I kind of feel like it doesn't telegraph it because of what exactly. we saw. Exactly. With exactly. Co- oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said the other thing. No, no. I said um, if they had if they had put their careers on the line, it would be telegraphed. Oh, that would be tell. Yeah, for sure. Whereas the thing this that I, yeah doesn't as much. The only thing that might telegraph it is because they just did the same thing a year ago and Cody lost. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm falling on this in terms of how I think it's going to go down. I think I'm with you. I think that the Young Bucks are going to win here, which still seems weird to me, unless unless they think, hey. We've come up with some cool scenarios that we could have used with Cody to get back into the title scene, which we didn't have to use because of the TNT title. Maybe they'll go the same route. Maybe they'll do a thing where they'll lose, uh, but FTR won't like how it went down, maybe, and feel like they still have something to prove and the Young Bucks won't fight them unless that stipulation is lifted. I mean, you would think it telegraphs the Young Bucks winning, but maybe that's what they want us to think, and it's going to go down a different way, and they have a story idea lined up that to get be. them it's back into possible. it. It's entirely possible. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So, yeah. After that, Inner Circle Town Hall, hosted by Tony Schiavone and Dasha. Uh, Jericho Inner Circle, save for Jake Hager. He's got a, a Bellator fight this weekend, I believe. Mm, yeah, that's right, yeah. They enter first with MJF. This was all pretty fun. It didn't really overstay its welcome. It got to the point where it was maybe getting there, but it really didn't, I didn't think, at least. Uh, Luchasaurus has the first question. Uh, he takes kind of the long road to ask MJF, how can you contribute to the earning potential of Inner Circle? Uh, MJF comes prepared with chart. He shows chart uh, with the uh, inner circles earning pre and post MJF, of course, after he joins earnings through the roof. Um, after that, Britt Baker and uh, Reba. Uh, Reba puts, is putting over Jericho and his smile. Um, <laughs> well, that's from the it was from the Trump town hall. 
Did you ever oh, see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, lady yeah. comes up and she's like, yeah. you have such a nice smile. Yeah. <laughs> so Britt says, you know, I love MJF, but uh, he got a terrible track record with friendships. Um, and Jericho says, uh, hey, I'm, you know, I'm no dipshit. Uh, thankfully, MJF doesn't know anything about their their M- uh, inner circles, trade secrets, mm-hmm. their deepest mysteries. Um <laughs> And if he turns on them, he'll kick his teeth down his throat. MJF says, hey, I would never turn on you. Uh, we all got in this business for two things, money and titles. And with MJF, he'll be getting a lot of green and a lot of gold. Avalon, Peter Avalon next shoots the shot. He asked to join Inner Circle. He's laughed oh, off. He lost, you know, in his uh, yeah. uh, dark match. It was a really good match, too, against yeah. Brandon Cutler. So Cutler's got one solid win. He's got one dub. AEW. Next, Eric B. from Cody, Wyoming. Comes in is he's back. He's better than ever. Eric Bischoff back on AEW television. And nobody spoiled it this time. <laughs> Tino. Actually, spoilers for this whole episode were up on Reddit uh, like five days ago. Oh, were they? But I didn't hear about the Bischoff thing until like yesterday, I think. Wait a second. What? This wasn't live? No. They taped what? this last week. Oh, they did? Yeah. Why? I don't know. They just wanted, I guess they, they were saving people travel. Oh, okay, that's cool. They do a live I didn't, one. I didn't know they were one, doing. Oh, okay, okay. Is that how they're doing? At least it for this, for this, they did. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Right on. Um, because that's how we knew the the Abaddon situation, where she got elbowed in the oh in the throat. That's by, right. I thought that was Conte. a. I thought that was a, a, a match on Dark, and that's nope, why she that was wasn't for this week. That was for Dynamite. Oh wow. Okay. And they Interesting. pulled the match because it sounded like a scary situation. Well, there you go. So anyways, Bischoff's up. He has a question, a three-parter. First, he asks MJF, uh, what can you do for the inner circle? And MJF just says, friendship. And then next, uh, Bischoff asks what MJF, or asks MJF what the inner circle could do for him. And uh, in the course of that question, Bischoff says, you're almost the complete package. And MJF says, well, you almost got it right, Eric B. I am the total package. But if there is one dent in my armor, I may not be the best team player, but I believe after joining Inner Circle, I can learn how to be. Finally, Bischoff calls Jericho a prima donna. This makes Jericho upset. He takes issue with it. Tony yells at him to shut up. <laughs> so Bischoff can finish his question. Yeah, what was yeah. what was that a reference to? I'm guessing just like Trump interrupting the whole first debate. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, because Biden didn't say, would you shut up, man? No. But that's probably what the moderator in, uh, in that first debate wanted to say. No, Trump, I mean, uh, Biden did say that. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, he said, would you shut up, man? Um, and uh, so Bischoff continues and says, since MGF, you possess many of those same characteristics, what's keeping the two of you from just killing each other? Um, MGF says, well, hold on. I'm a good person. I came out here as a sign of respect. Uh, and Jericho goes, but yeah, I want to know. Uh, why we shouldn't think you're just going to stab us in the back. And MJF asked Jericho what exactly he hasn't done and then to, uh, to earn his respect or his trust. And Jericho says, well, you haven't beaten me. But you're going to give you a chance, full gear. If MJF wins, he's in the inner circle. So MJF tells Jericho he'll do whatever it takes to win. Mm-hmm. And then Ortiz gets in his face, tells him to shut his mouth, Says uh, he and Sammy don't want him in the inner circle. Says Santana's on the fence. Hager's training for a fight. I don't know what he thinks. But uh, he says, you don't have a shot at getting in with us. Because next week is Sammy and Ortiz versus MJF and Wardlow. 
and he says MJF isn't even making it to the pay-per-view. Yeah. We got some uh, combustible ed- elements going on here. Yeah, there's a, I don't know why MJF uh, wants into the inner circle when two out of the five members don't want him in. Um, I don't well, I don't think he really wants to be in the inner circle. I think he wants to uh, destroy the inner circle as it exists now and reconstitute it in his image. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a killer match though at Full Gear. That's going to be a lot oh, of Oh, hell fun. yeah. Uh, after that, we got uh, uh, Team Taz recruiting, uh, trying to recruit uh, Will Hobbs. Uh, basically, they think Hobbs is money. Uh, there was a like a little, they showed like a little recap of uh, him on. It was, uh, on it was almost like technique by Taz, but as mm-hmm. recruitment video instead mm-hmm. of critique. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we had Orange Cassidy versus Cody for the TNT title. Uh, again, yeah, this is a lumberjack match. Uh, a lot of fun. They did a bit where uh, OC's on the apron, uh, Orange Cassidy's on the apron, and uh, and he's like he like falls off, but he's caught by like the best friends who like lift him back up. Same thing. The reverse happens. Cody falls into their arms. They just let him drop. He yeah, gets pissed off about that. So Trent decks him after he gets back into the ring. Uh, they did a really great superplex from the top to everybody on the outside mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. So uh, at one point, so Orange Cassidy's really revving up. He hits the diving headbutt. Uh, uh, was it a headbutt or a DDT? I thought he said never DDT. DDT. Yeah, DDT. I don't know if I put a headbutt there. Uh, then like an air raid crash for two. Uh, the Dark Order run in, and while the ref is uh, uh, dealing with, uh, like, I don't know, Silver. No, I think it's silver. five. Yeah, five. Uh, John Silver runs over and uh, gives a pump kick to Orange Cassidy, who then falls into the ropes, and Arn Anderson decks Orange Cassidy, and then Cody comes over, hits Crossroads for What's up, three. Arn? Arn gets mad whenever Cody cuts any corners and starts doing mm-hmm. push-ups, mm-hmm. and then he comes over and clocks Orange Cassidy. What's the deal, Enforcer? Not Stevie Bradley, Arn Anderson. I think he just wanted this thing to be done with. I think it was too much for him. I think it was stressing out the Enforcer too much that he just wanted it to be done with because uh, there's just too many people out there. It's like dealing with Waffle House at uh, you know uh, lunch hour. Uh So then immediately, I like this because it's just pure chaos immediately. <laughs> Yes. When the three count happens, everybody just gets in there and starts brawling. Dark Order, the the gun guys, gun club, gun or whatever. club, best friends, best friends, uh, hybrid two, yeah. Jurassic. We, we got to see a famouser. That. that was cool. And then uh, it's gun club that that's that stands tall in the ring. And mm-hmm. they make a point of saying this commentary does because Cody's kind of like watching everything unfold. And when gun club clears the rings, I think Cody did this. Ooh, mm-hmm. like yeah. Impressed. No, that was cool. Also, Cody's reaction afterwards was interesting because he immediately runs up and gets his belt and starts leaving. And then he turns around and sees all the chaos. And it was it was like he I don't know. It was a great reaction. It was a, a bit ambiguous, but it was like, like he, oh, like my God, look at all this with stuff. one. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like, holy crap. And look at everything that's going on now. I'm just happy to have gotten out alive. Yeah, I think that's what Mm -hmm, it was. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I really liked it. I thought it was I thought it was just really chaotic and hectic and it felt alive. You know, it was really cool. It didn't feel as formulaic as some previous lumber like in a WWE lumberjack match. If you get tossed to the heel side, they're all just going to beat you up. And they built to that action ringside Mm -hmm. as opposed to just doing it immediately, which I kind of liked. Yeah. Yeah. And it just felt like whenever things feel sometimes Anarchy and chaos can feel um, uh, fabricated, mm-hmm. and this felt natural. Felt organic. I think because it built it built to that point, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then um, meanwhile, Darby Allen was just hanging out in the in the stands in the like cheap he always seats, does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after that, we got best friends and Miro and Kip backstage. So Kip and Miro, they go up to best friends and say, "Hey, we feel bad. Um, you know, uh, we forgive you for wrecking the gaming cabinet. What's it called? Allen. Allen. And said, so "We have a present for you." So they give it to him. They hand him something. Uh, Penelope rolls up and just says, "Trick or treat." And then Miro, more so Miro, but Miro and Kip then proceed to beat the hell out of best friends. Uh, Miro says he'll never forgive them. And then Kip uh, takes his present back, unwraps it, and it's the Allen uh, joystick board. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, Allen lives forever or lives on or something like that. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Serena D versus Layla Hirsch. Uh, it's a this fun match. A really, really fun match, man. Layla Hirsch is going to be she's gonna be something else, man. Uh, uh, so Serena Deeb cuts a promo just about sort of being NWA women's champion and respect mm-hmm. and how she's going to show people how to do respect um start off with a lot of technical wrestling i think that's layla hirsch's sort of uh, wheelhouse is the, the mat based wrestling stuff yeah um deeb gets the advantage it's uh she starts working over the neck she hits like a hanging neck breaker over the rope man she was destroying layla yeah. hirsch's neck <laughs> there's like there's later on there's like two neck breakers in a row uh, there's like a swinging one and just like a regular one uh like a swinging one like a really stiff rude awakening type one yeah yeah uh, so anyway, Serena Deeb ends up tapping out uh, Layla Hirsch with like I don't even know how to describe. It. it was like it's like a half crab, but you get the the arm on the other side too. of yeah. it. It's like as opposed to the normal side, and then also there was like some arms involved. Yeah, um, it was I'm sure really it's got a name. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, they didn't say what it was because here I just have written down with like a half crab, but on the different side, but also with an arm or some shit. Uh, so yeah, and then she ended up t- Layla Hirsch tapped out. Uh, really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was After a fun that, match. the actual AEW Women's Champion, uh, uh, Ikaru Shida, had an interview, and uh, she's told by Marvez that uh, number one contender Nyla Rose, uh, she's not gonna, she doesn't, she doesn't want to wrestle until she gets confirmed a title match mm-hmm. uh, for for uh, Shida's title. Shida gets on the mic, says, "You want me? I want you at full gear." So that match is confirmed. Yep, going down at full gear is that's. I'm excited to see that one. Yeah, should be should good. Should be good. Should be good. After that, we have uh, Sean Spears versus VSK. Uh, me telling you what the match was was longer than what the match was. It's already Bell done. Rings. It's already done. It's Bell already rings. Done. Spears hits a C4, covers him for the win, and then mm-hmm. he's kind of celebrating. Someone ringside is talking trash to him. Uh, you know, the people dressed up for the Halloween mm-hmm. sitting ringside. This particular individual uh, has like a bull mask on. So uh, Spears goes over there, uh, puts them in the ring. He asks Tully for the, the steel slug to put in the glove. It's Scorpio Sky under the mask. Uh, Tully tells Spears, hey, you should turn around. He does. He eats a TKO from Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Scorpio Sky kind of scares off Tully, too. It was pretty good. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. at. Uh... Nope, it's happening next week, Steve. They announced it. Miro versus Trent next week. Spears versus Scorpio Sky mm-hmm. next week. Cody and the Gun Club taking on Dark Order next week. And then Mox and Eddie will have a face-to-face. Cool. I fast-forward through that stuff. Uh, I like to be- <laughs> they had a long, like a long extended thing of full-gear matches. So full-gear, half- and then next week. And yeah, I, was I was like, okay. The stuff. I was like, I know. Right. I'm, I'm going to watch this show. Oh, yeah. there's matches happening next week. I should make note of this. Yeah. Uh, and then we had our main event. Uh, Kenneth Omega versus Pentagon Junior Penta El Cerro Miro. 
the 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 cleaner girls never fail to make me laugh because like oh, their man. dance is so half-assed mm-hmm. and like they have these expressions on their face like they barely want to be there. Oh, um, so good. And they had the masks on. Yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. Yeah, they had a uh, penta masks on. And like uh, Kenny's reaction to to the, the the women dancing too is, I don't know. Like I'm still trying to read it. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's like a certain level of disinterest, which I'm sure it's his own entrance, which he even in kayfabe orchestrated. It's because uh, like he was waiting, standing there, waiting around, like kind of okay, come on, come on, for them to put the brooms to cross so he can walk under it. Mm-hmm. He oh. crafted it, but he's unimpressed by it. Something like that. But yes. he wants other people to be impressed by it. Yes. Because like even the, the game show music, him standing behind that screen and he's standing there and he's not like like rigid and tough looking. He's kind of fidgety, you know? Yeah, he's know. back there like he can't stand still. It's hilarious. So he comes out. He's got like one of his cheesy gaming shirts on, like a Street Fighter shirt on. So he comes out. And uh, so Kenny and Pentagon are standing there having a face off. And what Kenny's doing, he's wearing the house show shirt. He's treating yeah. this like a house show match. Yeah. And so he starts to lift up his shirt, and the mega championship is on underneath because Phoenix is out there too with his brother. And so he looks over at Phoenix and he's like, Look what I got. Because that's oh, so who he good. wanted off of. And they're going to have a rematch at a, in December at uh, Triple Mania. No, it's the Laredo kid that's challenging for the, the mega title. Oh, oh, okay. It's not Phoenix. That's okay. what I read at least. Okay. And you're probably right. Um, so yeah, Kenny's like taunting Phoenix with it. And then he taunts Pentagon with it. He puts it in between them. So then they decide to have a chop off. Uh, and, uh, man, Kenny had nothing on Pentagon's first chop. That chop was so loud. That was, that was fantastic. Kenny slaps Pentagon with his glove after he had taken it off. He demands satisfaction. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. JR said, what are those in France? Uh, so Kenny asked for a chop, but instead he swerves him with a kick and then starts stomping him. Uh, and you know it was just this was a really really fun match. There was like oh, it was I don't know, five V triggers involved throughout it. Uh, it was really yeah one of there them. Was a, so like sorry, he hits ahead. he hits like a power bomb and then a V trigger immediately afterwards and then a second V trigger and then a third. But it was against like the ba- it was to the back of Pentagon's head In the corner, up yeah. against the turnbuckle. That looked really really cool. Um, got a. a- Destroyer spot on the stage. Uh, Kenny yeah. kicked out of a package pile driver. Uh huh. Um, it took three wandering angels attempt for Kenny to finally hit it. Mm. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I want to go back and watch their all in match. I haven't actually haven't seen it since we were there live. That was such a damn entertaining match. Yeah, man. I did, I could watch these two wrestle. You know, fight forever. I can, you can listen, t- you can tell they really enjoy it. Can yeah. never get bored of it. Yeah, you can tell they really enjoy wrestling each other. Um, so Kenny picked up the win after hitting the one winged angel. Finally, um, Kenny's really got this great arrogant thing going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's cocky as all hell. Uh, he had one another one of the extended introductions from Justin Roberts. This time, not so much focusing on actual uh, accolades, but. Uh, people's opinion of him mm. uh, you know people call him a groundbreaker mm-hmm. uh, like most important wrestler of the world and towards the end he says uh, he has a high school friend who lives in North Carolina so for the second week in a row they've made a reference to North Carolina mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's funny stuff uh, so anyways there's your show uh, let's open the floor to some questions 
I've got a thing here on the, there it is. All right, view. Um, uh, uh, Alex C so, says the world title feels like, feels locked up to two or three guys, but it feels like anyone could get that TNT title. Yeah, it feels a bit more wide open. The TNT. It title. does no, it totally does, and the opposite is said about the the, the but world. But not in like a twenty four seven division type thing. You no, know? it's you know we we ask each whenever the the title's up on the line, like last week, or like did did he just get that title back so that Orange Cassidy had take it off him? It is entirely likely up until the last moments of that match. You think okay, this could actually happen, mm-hmm. um, and I like that. I like that about the title scene. I mean, that's how it was. I hate to to reference the attitude era because everybody seems to do it and then people complain about it. But like the WWF world title scene back in the attitude era, um, you know, Stone Cold had it for when he won it in 98, he didn't, he have it like for, he had till the summer. He lost it that summer to, to Kane. Kane was the Uh first guy to take Uh it off him. And it was Uh pretty shortly afterwards. Yeah. It was just that summer. His his longest reign single reign was when during the, uh, the invasion storyline. Yeah. And, there was so much talent back then, and that, that title naturally changed hands, I mean, comparatively speaking to today, a lot. Tons. Tons. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Leva here in Twitch chat says, On Twitter, Kenny has complained how AEW promoted his matches, so maybe AEW came up with the entrance, and he's unimpressed with that. That is oh, entirely possible, and that's a great, that, yeah, that that's could very point. well be. That's a good point. Uh, Dex Guns, why did AEW have Wardlow promos before he joined MJF, MJF, yet he is working for MJF? I'm sure when he first signed, because they had that one vignette where he was in the parking lot and he and his date were about to get attacked and he fends them all off. Mm-hmm. Um, they maybe ran that once or twice. Uh, obviously, they had some plans for him, went back to the drawing board, came up with this thing with MJF and went forward with that, which I think was a good idea. You I can think him k- as MJF's heavy has been really good. You can kayfabe that with like one sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, AEW didn't offer him enough, and MJF did. You know, it's something yeah. like that. Like I sometimes, sometimes they they try to fill the gaps in. This is not a complaint, but they go like for example, Bunny uh, being with the Butcher and the Blade again. You know, they 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 explained that one like she was mm-hmm. just basically you know uh, 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 milking him for for money. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they said to last night, you know, after she uh, after she ran up all of QT Marshall's credit cards, she's back with, uh, you know, with with the with the butcher and the blade. I mean, you don't really need to say that <laughs> we don't really need the full explanation. You can just sort of assume I actually liked when Kingston said, hey, you need to get your house right. You know, everybody assumes, oh, he's talking about his yeah. wife, yeah. you know, the bunny. And then you can assume. You know, they got, got it back. They, right. they were back on track. Exactly. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can allude to it. Yeah. Uh, Captain Sin with the sub. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Zach Droll, do you think AEW might swerve us and we see Hangman win over Kenny? I wouldn't. I'm not going to bet on that. I'm not going to put any confidence points on that one. I'll put probably a bunch on Kenny winning because. You know, Mox is the ultimate good guy, and right now Kenny's the ultimate bad guy. And I think that is a feud that people wouldn't mind seeing revisited. And I think that uh, it's, I think it's time. Kenny needs to have that title. I think. It's yeah, time. I think that's all. I mean, if 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 they here's the thing, if we were having these shows in front of full arenas, I would say 
it's it's the fifty fifty shot who wins that match, whether it be Page or Omega. Since we're not in that situation currently, um, I feel like because whenever Page finally wins that title, they want to have that in front of fans. That is a moment that needs to be in front of people, um, because I think the 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 arena would like they the crowd would blow the roof off the arena. That'd be such a huge deal. Um, so I think they're going to wait on that. That's one reason. Two, just the arc of the story. It makes more sense for Page to lose this, take six, eight months, maybe a year, to rebuild himself as a singles wrestler and then take the title off Kenny. I mean, that's just the way the story's going right now. One question um, I would love to ask. One day you and I are going to sack up and try to get some press credentials to AEW because I know we get them. Yeah. And I would love to ask Tony Khan or any of the EVPs, are any storylines or plans altered or changed in any way to wait for fans to be in attendance? Mm -hmm. Um, Wouldn't shock me if you're right. Would not shock me at all. Um, But I also don't know if how much of a priority that is to them that they would wait for that to happen. I well, I think it's, if it's a situation where obviously this is an open-ended deal here, like they're not going to wait two years to have that moment, obviously. But if there's this, maybe, and this is speculation, if they're, if they're at, at a bit of a crossroads here, well, like we could do it now or we maybe extend the story out a bit, uh, build up page even more. So by the point he comes back around to face Omega, it's basically undeniable at that point. You know, it's like when Stone Cold faced HBK at WrestleMania. There was no doubt in your mind who's going to win the match unless Shawn sure. Michaels decided he wasn't going to drop the belt that night. Yeah. At that point, Stone Cold was undeniable. He was going to win that match. Mm-hmm. If you take your time and really build Paige up to that extent, which I think they can um, over the next 6, 8, 12 months, then when he wins, it's going to be huge. It's just going to be a massive thing. If he had been... At, let's say let's say that things got really like way worse with this pandemic and he's at that breaking point and we're still forced into the capacity situation we're at now I don't know I'm curious to know if 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 somebody's at critical junction if somebody is at that breaking point um do you pull the trigger with or without fans because I think you're right I think the visual of him winning that in front of fans is is huge, but him in the middle of the ring with that belt and 15,000 people all offering him a beer. No, I know. Um, but I am kind of curious if, if that is on their minds at all at this stage, I don't know. know. It's a question that I, that I think is a good one. Yeah. Uh, Ed Fry says they're going to be a non-finished DQ or time limit draw to save this and let FTR keep the titles. Um, I think a time limit thing would be more realistic. Uh, AEW does not really do DQs, especially at pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Um, time limit, if it's a 60-minute time limit, I mean, like, full gear, the car is already pretty packed. I don't know if they'd want to put an hour-long match in the middle of it. If it was any of those matches, this, this might, this will probably main event. Well, it could look at it the because look could. at look at the flip. Like you got the world championship, which typically does. Yeah, but it's Eddie Kingston. 
I know. Like you're gonna have that main like if, if I'll put it this way, that should main event if Kenny wins earlier and he confronts Mox at the end in a flip yes. to double or nothing, the first double or nothing. Yes, totally, totally. Um, that being Which is said, possible. Yes, the Young Bucks versus FTR has been built for literally what five years, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Uh, I could, but but then ending ending on a draw. I think is oh. possible, but 60 minutes, you're right, is a long time. Yeah, especially, I mean, if, if that match main events, the tag match does, then you got to think the Young Bucks win. Right? But, like, they're also assholes now. I know. It's not but exactly they're, But like they're a, less assholes than FTR moment. is. Yeah. FTRs are more assholes than the Young Bucks are at this juncture. The Young the Bucks young are just, like, teenagers acting out because they're not getting their way. They That's what that feels like. They haven't really engendered the kind of sympathy or the kind of like relatability that would warrant a big triumphant win at this point. At least in this in the case of a draw, they haven't lost. So like they're not gonna I just don't feel like they're gonna have the main event ended a draw. That's just me. me neither. Me neither. There doesn't seem to be a lot of like, okay, if the Young Bucks win, like are fans going to be super happy about that? Like, are they going to be like, oh, wow, great, they won. They've been super kicking Tony Schiavone and, and people, you know? But here's here's a reason why Kingston and Mox could, maybe should main event. Granted, it's just being built as an I quit match. But if they go all out for it and basically do a lights out thing and just make it brutal, I think that would justify a main eventing. And if, if you have Eddie Kingston main eventing uh, AEW pay-per-view, even in a loss, that's huge for him in terms of elevating his star. Well, yeah, his star has already been elevated pretty pretty hardcore. I think that I think that Kenny showing up afterwards is enough to, to, to yeah. main event for that to main event for sure. But, yeah, Young Bucks versus FTR, that's a big, big deal. It's a big yeah, deal it match. Is. It is. It is. I don't know how they do that, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm... I, I don't know. I don't know about the Young Bucks going down the route they went, um, unless unless they want to try to do a turn where they out heal FTR and FTR all of a sudden engenders our sympathy. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it does. It you do need to sort of do that. You you have to have you know one team that's inherently good and one team that's inherently bad for this to matter more. Well, didn't you know, hear what Matt Jackson said? He thinks they're good people. Well, every bad guy should think that they're good people. I'm sure FTR should think they're good people, too. Uh, Vermillion, MJF wants to join the inner circle, but it seems everyone in the inner circle besides Jericho doesn't want MJF in. So why is Jericho even entertaining the idea of MJF joining if he's just going to piss off the guys that have been with him since the start of AEW? He is deluding himself into thinking that he has full and total uh, confidence. He has their full and total confidence. I think he sees a little bit of himself in MJF too. I think that he, I think his, I like it because I think his character is torn. I think yeah. his character, I think, I think he spelled it all out. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. man, yeah, he does see a little bit of him and that scares him, but also intrigues him. Yep. 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 Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Nicholas Price, would you rather see Silver and Reynolds as tag team champions or Silver and Brody Lee? I'm sorry. Oh, silver. I'm sorry, Reynolds. I'd rather see uh, uh, Sil. I'm sorry, Reynolds. I'd rather see Silver and Brody Lee as tag champs. Here's the thing: from a character perspective, you're right. 
Silver and Reynolds are a really good tag team. They're yeah, I don't really care about good. That. There's a lot of good tag teams. I want to see Brody Lee and John Silver as tag champs. That'd be great. Trios titles. Brody, Silver, and Reynolds. Everybody's happy then. I'm not. Uh, Dex Guns, Den Miro, and Kip named the arcade machine Allen for Allen Jones. Uh, if it was anybody actually related to, to AJ Styles, I'd say it may be. Oh, but the numbers it, are in. Oh, wow. Probably not. Hmm. Halloween Havoc worked out for NXT. Oh, yeah. Um, White Brownie has the numbers here. He says uh, AEW 12th in the demo. The point three two was 781,000. NXT was 21st in the demo, yet they got 876,000. Wow. So a win for NXT last night. All right, guys, here's the thing. Here's the deal. Halloween Havoc every single week. Uh, Zondo says, would it have been better for a page had a harder tournament angle if Kenny had got a buy or have a short non-match because of Phoenix's injury? So essentially, Omega would have cruised to the finals, had a short match, get a sunny kiss, and then effectively getting a buy in the semis. Um, No, because I feel like just as much as Kenny is treating these matches like they're gimmies for him, I think we still need to see Kenny putting on really good matches and winning those matches. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just that he wins matches, it's that he puts on the best matches and wins them. Uh, we need that reminder. Yeah, I was um, curious if they were going to continue that thread from last week. Um, I'm glad they didn't. I'd rather just see a really cool match. Exactly. And that being said, it wasn't like it was you know a 35-40 minute you know, slugfest between he and Penta. It was a hard fought 12, 15 minute match, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh-uh. Uh, let's see here. Dero Hayes. After the past few weeks of Jericho and MJF, we know they're making MJF a big star, but you see AEW turning Jericho face. And MJF as the new leader of the inner circle. Kind of. I, I That would not shock me at all. I think that might end up happening. Yeah, it could be that MJF already has Ortiz, Santana, and MJF, and, or uh, Sammy in his pocket. I would love it to be everybody but Sammy that turns on Jericho. And I think that you could make the case that that would be logical because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Santana Ortiz, hired hands. Hager, hired hands. Even, I mean, Sammy could be one. But I think that he might be the one guy who is, you know, diehard loyal to Jericho. And I would love mm-hmm. to see him be the guy on the on the outside looking in and turn him face as well. Yeah. I think the thing about the Sammy's always kind of see, uh, looked at Jericho as a mentor. And I felt like mm-hmm. that relationship was reciprocated on the part of Jericho as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But exactly. you're right about like Hager, Santana Ortiz, hired hands. But what has being in the inner circle really got Santana and Ortiz? They're yes. spinning their wheels. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Dark Dank Lucha, power rank three things Lucha Brothers could be doing in WWE NXT currently that is better than jobbing constantly to the elite. Three things they could be doing in NXT instead of jobbing to the elite? I mean, I don't know. NXT doesn't really, I mean, they don't really do really well. I mean, they'd be better served on main roster where the tag teams are slightly treated better, kind of. Well, they'd be for sure be broken up. 
after like three months of being tagged. <laughs> yeah, they'd have already been broken. They just, they just they, they'd, they'd, they'd feud with each other. Yeah, yeah, and no, it, it, I'll, I'll say this, man. I think that Santana or and Ortiz might have been served better going to NXT. Maybe uh, they probably would have been served even better going to New Japan, though. Um, I don't think that for a second about the Lucha Bros. I don't think that for a second. I think that that like half their move set wouldn't even be allowed in WWE. You got that right. So no, nah, I'm good. Uh, a peachy tree has an interesting question with Matt's hair getting longer and him rocking one uh, dangly cross earring. Mm-hmm. How soon does Matt go full Shawn Michaels and kick uh, Nick through a window and goes on a single run? You know, I don't think it's ever going to happen. They've said it in yep. and out of kayfabe that that's never going to happen. So yep. I, I I take him at their word. I, I think that'd be a terrible idea. I think that, you know, Nick, Nick needs Matt. I think Matt needs Nick. I think they need yeah. each other. I really they do. They complement each other so well. They do. Gareth Nicholas, legit Layla Hirsch, was a huge surprise last night. Very fun to watch. Wouldn't have been unreasonable for her to take the win last night. Would her debut have to be more meaningful against uh, an AEW wrestler? Well, see, it was an NWA title match. She probably wouldn't have got the win in any scenario. Yeah, um, she's still she's still very new to the scene. She's I mean, she's made she's gotten a lot of buzz. But it's not like a debut of somebody who would warrant a big title change. This was mm-hmm. a, a feature match. This is, you know, a showcase match for her. Um, uh, okay, we've already talked about that. Let me head over to the Discord. Okay. And see uh, the natural ask Would you rather see Kenny help FTR beat the Bucks or see the Bucks help Kenny beat Hangman? And which fallout would be better? Would you rather see Kenny help FTR FTR beat the Bucks Bucks or the The Bucks Bucks help Kenny beat Hangman? I kind of feel like as fractured as the Elite is currently, we're not going to see any any crossover at full gear. None of it sounds good. It just none of it seems like it would fit. It would be like, wait, what? That's out of left left field. I mean, one thing about AEW, they. For the most part, they like for things to make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, there's a there's an on screen reason why this person is doing this to that person. Um, even if sometimes it might feel a little bit forced, like, you know, even they got Miro and Kip in this thing with the best friends. Do I think it's goofy that they're fighting over a, a video game? Yeah, but they set it up so that it makes sense that they're fighting, even if mm-hmm. it is over something as goofy as a video game or, or Trent's mom's car. Yeah. Um, you know they they like things to to have a through line. They they tend to keep things pretty simple as far as motivation for stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but they want to they want to show it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doctor Steve Winters, I got a new job. Congratulations, Doctor Steve. Congratulations. He says also uh, with Serena Deeb now holding the NWA title, would it not be logical to have her feud with Sheeta? I don't know how that's going to go down. Like uh, the NWA Women's Title now that Serena Deeb has it, she signed with AEW. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you want to have a champion versus champion thing, I guess that would be if you want to, you know, merge the titles, which I don't know if that's something they want to do. Yeah, I have no idea what what Billy Corgan's thinking. Uh, we kind of talked about this earlier. Asian Murray, what's the chances that MJF wins and post-match he kicks Jericho out of the inner circle? I think at this juncture, it's, it's it is, you got to take that into consideration as a possible outcome. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if they, I don't know if they do it right after the match like at full gear but that'd be that'd certainly be a pretty cool uh mm-hmm. that'd be a pretty neat 
angle to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, White Brownie, does Sheeta drop the title to Nyla at full gear, or will Britt be the one to get it off her? Britt. I think Britt takes it off Sheeta. I think that's what you do. Um, and Shive asked, do you think full gear could be the best AEW pay-per-view to date? The card's really good. It's a really good card. It's got potential. All the cards have potential, but then you get something like what happened last time. Um, Flats, out of everyone not currently in a faction in AEW, who needs to start their own? Oh, they don't need any more factions. No more factions. We're good on factions for now. Jimmy Thomas, would AEW be better off trying a partnership with Impact so they can use their women uh, and Impact could use the men? AEW has women to use, a women's Mm -hmm. division to use. Mm -hmm. They have competitors that they could implement into stories, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, they have not done that. So, no, they don't need more. They need to use what they have. Patrick Oliva says the NXT UK title match is about to start. Time to wrap the show up. Asian Murr has a question here. says, with the year and some change in Dynamite happening, what are some matches you wish they would have done already? Do we ever get Pac versus like Penta? I don't think so. No, because they, they, they joined they had a match they had a faction. Because that'd be, that'd be one I really want to see. That would be a really cool match. Uh, Twitch chat, if you want to stick around for a bit, we will hang out. Otherwise, everybody else, thank you for... Uh, Steve gets NXT UK up. I'm, I'm starting I'm starting already over here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. I want to see some chops, man. I want to see some chops. Yeah. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.